Good grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a magnanimous day. It's your girl, Yammy, a.k.a. Yams B. Sam. And you are now listening to Can I Be Honest? (laughs) Y'all, I can't even tell you how excited I am about this interview. It was... uh, it's with my sister, who happens to be a minister, who is not my blood sister, but she might as well be because we're two peas from the same pod. You know what? I'm not even going to continue to give you this long-winded intro. I just want you to go ahead and hear it. And without further ado, y'all listen to uh, my interview with Dr. Minister Helen Lawrence. Okay. Grace, hey. gentlemen. I hope you're having a magnanimous day. It is your girl, Yammy, a.k.a. Yams B. Singh, and you are tuned into Can I Be Honest? And today, ladies and gentlemen, today, I have the Minister Supreme, my (laughs) sister, the author, the traveling nurse of 60 pants. I don't know, like, what's the movie? I don't know. But um, <laughs> my sister, my friend, and author, uh, mm-hmm. be careful with me overcoming truth inside and out the church. Yeah, don't gonna, get hurt. Don't get hurt. Dr. Helen B. for Bravo, Lawrence. <sighs> <laughs> Why did I give my own self like, <laughs> like an applause because I'm a hot mess? <laughs> this during this time virtual hug i love you since we're still well we are recording this in i think it's june we're still quarantined in um most of the united states except for yes yes not quarantined i don't know um but (laughs) (laughs) some people doing whatever they want to do that part so um but this is this is uh an episode that's going to be tying in with uh the appreciation of clergy i i am a fan of the underdog mainly because i am an underdog hello i wouldn't say that (laughs) i i really just wanted to shine a light on some of my favorite uh female women in ministry just to kind of get your perspective as we celebrate i think clergy appreciation is a week maybe a day or so but i'm doing it all month and i'm doing it for women only hello okay okay i like that um and that being said it was really important that i get a doctor on the line hello whatever helen (laughs) (laughs) Um, who is a minister also and who has ministered to me personally who's been in my life uh for a at least a little under 10 years but yeah yeah been that long yeah, no, right? A gross impact in in my life. So I would fail at giving an appropriate introduction. So Helen, or Dr. Helen, excuse me, if you would please give the people some tidbits about you. So Helen Lawrence, you don't have to call me Dr. Helen, Helen Lawrence, born and raised right outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, lived in Atlanta for what, 15 years this year or so. Um, been in ministry for 20 years. This is like my 20 year anniversary. Uh, I was licensed, I want to say, I guess in 2000. Yeah. So it's 2020. It's been, uh, 20 years. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love preaching, love teaching, 
I love exegeting the word of God. My God, exegete. Um, now, you know she exegete. I love the exegete. I like to tell you what's going on before or after. I just don't want to get in on that verse. What? I need to tell you what happened, why, the when, the where, the who, what was really going on. Um, if you've, you know, those of you like yourself that have heard me preach, I keep it real when I'm preaching. I, I love humor in my preaching, but at the same time, it's always, the message is always going to be about Christ. Yes. So it's Christ-centered. That's who I am. I love me some Jesus. Yay! Yeah, I love Jesus. All right, never mind. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a very fun one. One because my sister is kind of crazy. She a little yeah, just kind of, just a little. But it's always a good medication. One. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is that she could probably prescribe you the right one. Ah uh, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so. Helen, tell the people about you. You already kind of briefly introduced it, but tell us a little bit about your religious background. Like, were you so I, you know, I didn't come out with a tambourine, but I pretty much came out the wound in church. I was born and raised. We had a little technical difficulties. I think the Wi-Fi and Winder was tripping. So it's a perfect time to hear an ad from one of our sponsors. Hello. Okay. How many preachers does it take? To get a word. Because we've got a whole technical difficulty. See, the devil doesn't want the devil is busy. Also, I live in Winders. Give him no credit. That ball headed sucker. <laughs> Can't stand him. Okay. So tell okay. me again. You did not we were not raised in the church per se. I mean you were raised in the, you were I was raised in the church, yes. Go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I'm sorry. Oh, so I was I was raised in the church. I said I didn't come out playing the tambourine, but I was pretty much raised in the church. Brought up Hebrew Pentecostal, kind of straight away from that in my teenage years. Became Lutheran, um, which I really enjoyed the praise and worship. You, you didn't know that about me, did you? I did not. Like I really was like Lutheran, and then uh, <laughs> went back to Baptist. I was um, licensed under the oh wow, not peaches and cream. So <laughs> it's my ringtone, <laughs> not the preacher. So I, <laughs> can we edit that out? Jesus. Anyway, then Baptist was licensed at Shiloh Full Gospel Baptist Church and I moved to Atlanta where I was a member at Berean Christian Church for almost 15 years. And they're non-denominational, so. So, okay. <laughs> I don't even, I think you're going to pull me out. I'm trying to be professional, but I don't think I'm going to be able to be all the way professional. We can't, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I got questions here. Okay. So you already explained where you were denominationally, um, and you explained, oh God, I gave her the questions in advance. Y'all, usually I like to hit people with uh, the one-two punch so they don't- Right, you like to come at them. Yeah, but she's such a profession. I had to split it. But she whatever, had- <laughs> whatever, until, until Peaches and Cream came up on my phone. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to turn the volume down. Do you have any theological training, like background? Do you have like a master's or a bachelor's or something like that in some theological training? I, in theological training, I do. I have my doctorate in um, ministry. Um, and then I have three other degrees. <laughs> but I did um, pursue my doctorate in 2019. Tell us about the other degrees too, the other vocations that you took. Oh, I have a uh, associate's degree in nursing. I'm a registered nurse. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and I have my MBA in global management. So what? I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. 
but I do know that God wants to use me in a mighty way. <laughs> Let me tell you why, and I didn't realize it until we, until just now. I, right. We're so connected. I know, me and you both. We just got all these degrees. And no, none of them line up with And what I'm doing right now in life has nothing to do with the four aforementioned degrees. Nothing. And I was laughing about it today because I was like, what kind of questions is Yami going to ask me? And I'm like, the actual, and I'm in logistics now, and that has nothing to do with those other four degrees. Now that Crazy. means that we we can be flexible. You have to That's be right. flexible. That's right. I just believe that there's so many things that God has for, you know. My God, and all of them are going to be used for the same thing. Yes, every single one of them. Every single one of them. It makes sense to me. Yeah, and but I believe that everything that we do, there is some ministry component in it. I think God is still using us, even, you know, it, you know, with you've been police department or whatever we, you know, we do, God still wants to use us in that area. So even when I was in sales, that I still saw a reason in why I was in sales. When I was in nursing, obviously that's just natural. You feel like you're caring for people, but in every area that I've been in, I've seen how God had his hand in it and how, even if I was just placed there for a season that God was using us. So Right now, I guess he wants to use me with some trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on trucking for Jesus. I think I'm going to get a t-shirt that says it. Come on. And you know I make t-shirts on the side, too. So, you know, I'm just always got to hustle. Yo, you, and I don't even, I'm so bad because I have, I've been doing so much. Okay, the girl is in STEM training, so I spent most of my four, like the beginning half of my day helping her get through the STEM class. I would have worn one of the t I am. Bad. You are you are slipping, but it's fine. It's oh, fine. That's okay. I, I haven't made it. I haven't made a t-shirt in a while because I've been so enthralled in this new venture in life. So by October, it'll already be out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> either way, her. her either way, her, either her, way, her, right? And, um, uh, see all of the stuff that uh, you can purchase from her. But if I was a good hostess, I would have had the material. You would have had all my all my marketing stuff up, but it's cool. I'll just, put it, I'll just put it up in post. In post. Yeah, they, I mean, they see Hey Helen. They can go to heyhelen.com. They'll see it. <laughs> H-E-Y-Y-Y. They can go there. My God. My God. Okay, so talk about when you received the call. So I, it, it's funny that you asked that question because um, when I have this conversation with people, some people say, I, I don't know about you, they don't hear an audible voice from God, and I do. Um, some people say, you know, I'd never heard like, they, what does it sound like? Like, yeah, me, you are called to preach. But it really, it was, it was, it was a soft, stilled voice, but sometimes it's a powerful voice. And I recall I was going to school in the evening, working on my second degree and God said, pull over. And I was like, but I'm running late. He said, pull over. And I cannot make this up. He literally said, pull out a piece of paper. And I wrote my initial sermon while I was sitting in my car on my way to class. I presented it to my pastor that Sunday and he said he had knew for a year, but he couldn't make me say that I was called because I was teaching and everything else, teaching Sunday school, old school Sunday school. Y'all know nothing about that. Y'all young whippersnappers don't know about no Sunday school. And I showed him, I said, God literally gave me this. And he was like, this is a well put together sermon for someone who's never been to seminary, never been, you know, other training than, you know, you're studying to teach Bible study. And literally, I want to say about a month later, he put me up to preach that very sermon. And the title of my sermon is, Are You Dressed for the Wedding? And I talked about the wedding ceremony. It makes sense to you. Yes, yes, yes. That was my very first sermon. And um, God gave it to literally, I was writing it and crying in the car. And I went to class that night. And I, I, you know, I didn't want to say, I didn't tell the pastor until Sunday. 
And I just gave him the piece of paper and I walked away and he said, I knew for like a year. So yeah, that was my, you know, some people just say they had an unction or they knew when they were six on a playground, but God, I mean, I, I come from a line of my mom's a, a minister, pastor, preacher. Um, my grandmom had a calling on her life. I have aunts that are called in the ministry, but um, I, I didn't see it. I was actually married at the time. I saw it on my husband, but I didn't see it on me. Mm. And yeah, so it was crazy because I kept saying, you called the preach, you called the preach. And then when it happened, it was... Um, it was nothing but God, because there was no way. Like, God would have had to come down on a celestial cloud and say, <laughs> go tomorrow, because I wasn't going. Like, when people say, you know, they, they run to go for their calling, I don't know I don't know that person. I ran from it. Didn't want it. Didn't want it, because I was still trying to twerk and pop and pop. And <laughs> I had things I needed to get out. Well, while you talk about, like, running from the calling, I yeah. I don't think for me it was like I was trying to twerk and pop because you have an interesting dynamic in the set in the sense that you have a background like you wouldn't have been the first female. No, no, no. My mom was licensed. You know, like I said, there definitely was a calling on my grandmom's life, but I think back then they didn't really put up women preachers like that. So um, we saw it in her. This woman was a powerful woman of God. And like I said, my aunt, I have a couple of aunts that are mostly on my maternal side of the family. So preaching runs very deep. You know, I have uncles on my maternal side of the family. And, 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 and the fact that you had, like, what year did you, like, uh, write your initial sermon? What year? Uh, 19, girl, you telling my age. Um, I want to say it was, like, 1998? Bro. No, 1999. No, 1999, because it happened, like, I was taking my, it was fall class, right, from November, December, and pastor put me up in January of 2020. Uh, but, and then he was backing you. I'm saying 2020, 2000. This year right. makes 20 years. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. You, yeah, right. Yeah. He was that. He was that impressed with the certain. Like he was like, I'm not even going to put you in. He was like, the calling was, you know, on your life. Now afterwards, he was making me. I'm like, we going backwards, ain't we? And he was like, Nah, we we see it. We knew it. You've been running from it. Yeah. For you, we had to do this differently, and that's how we had to do it a little different. And you know, um. Yeah, it, that it was it, that was different because I know that some people had to go through a six week, six months. Some people go through a three year program before they're even released to preach. And uh, <laughs> fix your face, but um, that 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 wasn't for me. And thank God for a pastor that saw the calling on my life, and he did not want to muzzle, stifle that gift. And yeah, I mean, I, I was literally he was sending me out to preach. He was a proud, so rest in peace, Bishop Joel. Um, birthday is the day before mine. Every July, I get a little emotional, but yeah. yeah, he saw, and he believed in female preachers. So it was, it was definitely an honor to be up under leadership that didn't have a problem. And when I say he had no problem with people getting unpreached, he was like, this is going to give me a break. Like he would put us up to preach. We didn't wait two and three years to preach, you know. That happens sometimes. Okay, David, I need to go ahead and speak to them. I need to go ahead and uh I'm just saying that happens sometimes. <laughs> well Might how, not get to preach for two to three years. Listen, how did that affect like because uh, okay, so now you're dealing with a dynamic where you have a spouse who is, you know, technically called as well, and then you're called. This is not a question on the call sheet, but how do you think that right, right. Um, I think I was pushing his ministry more than mine. Um, cause at the time I was married, I'm not married now. Um, it, we're still friends. He's actually a pastor now of that church that I was licensed at. He's the pastor there right now. So, um, I guess cause I saw it so much in him and he encouraged it in me that I, I knew the role of submission yeah. then, like I would always make sure that he was, you know, in the forefront, but he had a, like, to this day, he still calls me to Philadelphia to go preach. Like I still do women's day. I do things for him. Um, 
So I just, I, I hate to say I knew my role, but I knew my role as a, I wasn't a first lady then because we were up under our pastor. We were just a married couple that were both in ministry. That makes sense. But and, he, and I don't think he, you don't, based off of what you're saying, he didn't suppress it either. He didn't make you feel. I, that, not at all. He was, I like, he, he was my biggest cheerleader. Like he would love to, you know, he would love when I had to get up and preach. So it wasn't like, oh, so you preaching this Sunday? You think you better than me? It was never that. Like, you know, even the last time I preached for him last May, he was like, um, since I know you still do manuscript, because st I'm still old school, I still type out my sermons. Mm -hmm. He is like, you're going to need to leave that one right here. Even though you know what's on it, you know what God gave you. It's, I'm still, I, you know, and I know one day God, 20 years later, he's going to snatch that paper away from me. And I know what's on it, but I'm still a manuscript preacher. Sam, I got to, I got to have, I got to have bullet I got points. to have my notes. Whole, a whole sermon, not bullet My points. whole sermon type. Uh, people talking about they just got the intro, the, but nope, not me. I'm page two. Page three. <laughs> Never, we're coming into the home stretch. And my mom will look at me and say, I don't know why you have a manuscript because you know what's on that paper. She's like, one day I'm just going to snatch it while you preach. And I'm like, I'm sorry. This, I know folks that, and I admire those who can go right off the dome. That ain't me. That ain't what God called me to do. My sister was at my um, initial sermon. So she knows for a fact that I had. How could, did I meet your sister? Because remember, I was at your initial sermon. I'm talking about you, crazy woman. Oh, I thought you were talking about somebody else. I'm like, who are you talking about? Yes, I was there, and you preached. Yes, you did. Y'all both preached. Yes, well, I loved how they did that. I did. Because, you know, let me oh. say, <laughs> so, and I had to tell my pastor, I had to tell him as I was going up, most people didn't even hear that part. So he was just kind of like, Tim went first, and then afterwards I went, and he was just kind of like, yeah, you know, this couple, blah, 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 going up. Right. As he was hugging me, I said, I'm my right. <laughs> no, I was, I was, you know, you know, I was proud big sister in the audience that day. So you like, that's because you love Tim. But no, I, I knew the calling that's been on your life as well. And yes, it's not always, you know, I'd love to flip the question and ask you, but I know that you're interviewing me. Well, you, I mean, like, this is going to be a conversation anyway. So I okay, so I, I, I'd love to know, you know, your experience with ministry. How did you know that you were called? I still don't know. Girl, stop it. Not that sermon I got. But let me tell you something. You know, I'm, I still have that sermon on my phone because I recorded you like bootleg way in case y'all wasn't selling CDs or whatever. I still have it. I'm just saying. Because that's what we do. Because we be trying to save money. No, I, <laughs> Support black businesses. But <laughs> okay, so, so with your dynamic, you had like a lot of women pastors in your Right, school. right. I don't know if I felt like anybody suppressed the idea or the notion of me being a pastor or a woman in ministry because I was a pastor. I'm not saying that. I did have one experience with the pastor um, as an adult when I was getting ready to go into to. I'm, nah, I don't really care. So, because can I be honest? So yes, I can a, I be a, honest? An experience with pastor when I was going to seminary and. I was just kind of like, yeah, I think that I'm going to go and get my master's and pursue my master's in this thing, yada, yada, yada. And, like, it was not rejection, but it was kind of, like, hesitancy. And it was like, right, you right. need to go to school, right. get this, this. And I was just kind of like, I don't, know, I don't know how this male pastor meant it. But I internalized it cause in a way that was like, I'm going to do it just because you told me. Just because <laughs> you told me, right. You think it's Girl, we got that in common. Just because you told me I'm not. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. Meanwhile, it took me seven years to actually get licensed after I got yes. licensed. Right, right. And seven years after I graduated is when I Because I was at your graduation. Yes, you were. Do you remember that? 
Yes, you were. I was at your graduation. Really walk me through, like walk me through all of this stuff. And your whole ministerial experience. Even the one, even the not so good one. Hello. Yes. Yes. Um, but I didn't. I don't know. I I still don't. I, I guess because it's kind of like when you go to school and you go to law school, you know, at the end, the goal is to become a lawyer, right? You're right. And I don't know if I see. I don't. And I know for me, God can't show me that all the way because the minute he'd be like, you know what, here's the path and here's the end result and the, like the stuff leading up to it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it like that. You don't want to get through any of it. You don't want to go through the minutia to get to, you like, just get me to that end point. But like, it, it don't make no sense. And I'm a, I'm already a, a, a strategy planner. Kind right. Of so like the minute, like the minute four things are coming at me, I'm already... This is why I don't do well on multiple choice tests. Okay. Or <laughs> <laughs> you like me, you can tell them why every answer could be right. That's it. I tell folks all the time, I can tell you why A is really right. And I can see why you could twist B. So so they're like, that's why they say take your first instinct and that's the answer. That, that's what I'm saying. That, and, and so, it, so when it comes to like me think, to thinking about why I'm called, I also have why I, I always I have, have this hesitation because. And because I'm so, uh, and it's going to sound pious, but because I'm so gifted, I do a lot of things very well. Just because yeah. I do a lot of things very well doesn't mean that I'm supposed to do that thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you said that. That's that. That's a word right there. No, it is. And I, and no, I, it is. I'm, I'm not even joking. That's a word. I think that for me, I, I, I have inwardly decided that there is a, a specific call for me. I don't know if it means, I don't think it means pastoring people, because not for nothing. The people, I, I, I like y'all. So, it's the people. <laughs> it's, it's, I just, it's just the people. The Lord going to be like, well, who are you going to preach to? On a constant basis, y'all. Your animals and creatures, because they behave, y'all. Lord. Every Sunday? <laughs> no. No. I think that I am I am called, I am, I, I, I have a, I can do, I have a background to which I can float in any capacity. But I right. think when I see myself and I see what I think is the calling on my life, it looks more transitional. I don't think I'm, I don't, th- I, I think I have a home base, but like you said that you were called out to go talk to different areas. I see it more like that as opposed to pastoring a people. I'm not. A right. And I'm, everyone else wants to put you as a pastor and you're like, I don't. So I, what I did learn early on is I'm going to stop saying what I'm not going to do. Cause every time I say, I don't believe I'm called to do that, or I'm not supposed to be doing that. I ain't supposed to be women's ministry. That's all I got called to do in 2019 was preach at women's conferences. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to stop saying what I'm not doing. Cause you have decided you're going to do what I tell you to do. Period. And personally, I have an, I have an interest in that, in that kind of stuff. It, it, it's so, it's crazy. Cause I'm telling you that I'm telling you that as a safe, I'm telling us this or the audience right. as a safety net because that way, if it doesn't manifest, then you know it's you know it's not like I put it out there and like that you put it out there, right? <laughs> but, but it's but it's true. Is it? It's in fact what you're saying. I do need to stop personally saying that this is not what I'm going to do because essentially, wherever the Lord sends me, as you much, gotta go. Not, oh man, as much you as gotta I gotta go, I, I can't. I can't. I'm not one of. And you won't be able to block it or stop it. You gotta do it. Nope. So I'm just like, I'm going to be quiet and silent and I'm going to let God take it from there because I ain't doing it no more. I ain't, I ain't telling him no, no more. Cause when I tell him no, he like, yeah, you're going to do it. And you're going to do it twice. Like, so I'm just like, all right, thank you, Jesus. So, and I don't want to use the reverse psychology and say the book is upside down, but, um, <laughs> 
Next question, please. But I wanted to know how your, I really wanted to know your experience as well. Yeah. Um, but like you said, you didn't come from a whole line of. Uh, no, of I did. Be- I like, uh, but not female women. preachers, not women. No, I would. I would. I am the. I am. I know you're. You're a PK, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first, in, the first in my line, as far as I know, that is a is a is a woman of, of the cloth in a way. So, and I like. I and I. I'm saying it with big words as opposed to saying uh, female preacher. I female guess. preacher, right? Yeah. I'm the, I'm the first. I'm the first. <laughs> And I don't, and I don't think I'm the last. I, I legitimately like it, it, Tabitha. Uh, I sure you see the calling already on her. Don't you yeah. see it? That baby has it all over her. If it's not, if it, it, it's, 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 she's going to infect the world the way that she normally does. She already does. She's already, she already does. Yeah. And I don't want, and I don't even want to placate. I don't want to even put it in a situation where, because like what, what I, what I would, what I would do, which is my natural inclination, would be to, to make it seem like. Um, Oh, I'll focus on that part. But no, there's there's something in me specifically that God needs to get out in addition to helping to foster, you know, the girl child. Absolutely. Absolutely. But enough about me. Um, so let me ask you this. What do you feel are some reasons that you accepted the call? Because it's one thing to be called and to hear it. Right. You didn't necessarily have to take it. You could have ran away, like you said. But why did you accept it? I think I got, you know, it probably sounds cliche, but I got tired of running and I just felt like God was just hammering me down with it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get rest. I I would literally fall asleep and see myself preaching behind a pulpit in my dreams. So I was like, okay, Lord, whatever. So I just, I got tired of running and I'm like, you know what, if I do this, will you leave me alone? (laughs) I'm serious. I was just that crazy to talk to him that way. If I do this, will you just leave? Will you leave me be? Leave me alone. I went slave on them. Leave me alone, Jesus. I went to your little seminary. I taught your little people. Right, and I even said, I said, I ain't never going to seminary, and it's crazy because almost 20 years later, he's like, now you're going to seminary. And I was like, yeah, nah. I've been preaching all these years. What I got to go to seminary for, you know? How do you need it? He's like, but when he tells you to do it, you got to. Let me, that's a good question. Do you think that, Preachers need to go to seminary in order to be a No, preacher. absolutely not. I was the biggest component of you don't. If if that's really, if you're really called to do, I mean, I know folks that ain't, can barely got out of the eighth grade and can preach like they have lost their entire mind. And I've seen people with three and four degrees in seminary and I don't see any anointing. I don't see, I'm just keeping it 100. Um, I just believe if it's of God, there's no degree. There's no, now don't get me wrong. I think we should always be, you know, that's why me and you got 9,000 degrees. I think we should always be improving ourselves and getting better. But at that particular time in my life, God wasn't calling me in a seminary, but I was still preaching. Yeah. And then when he did call me, I was like, for what? <laughs> and then, you know, from going to seminary, you get professors and instructors that are constantly trying to, I guess, debunk what you've been taught, learned, and felt. And I guess that's their way of making you stand. I, 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 what I got out of the end is this is your way of making me feel like if I stand on this, then I got to really believe this thing because I got to fight you with every paper that I do on, you know, you know, you're trying to debunk and try to tell me this is not what this means. So seminary was a challenge for me because I felt like a lot of my instructors were not, um, I don't know, gifted. <laughs> but shout out to the ones that are. <laughs> And by then, I guess maybe I became a little like, I've been preaching. I didn't had a couple preaching engagements this year alone. <laughs> Somebody paid my honorarium. I got $50 in a fruit basket. Who you going to tell me? <laughs> Let me tell you something. But you know what? Um, 
uh, well, I can't think of the word. It's an A word, but it's a, def- a defender of the faith. What happens in seminary, it teaches you to really, like... Apologetics. Apologetics, yes. Yes. What do you believe? Why do you believe this? And that's and I it did, it took me like maybe two months before I realized that's what they're doing. They're trying to say if you're going to sit here and say that this is what you believe, you better be, know the who, what, when, why. You better know why you believe it. Because if someone comes, you have to be able to defend your faith. I mean, fact, period. Because the people, it, believe it or not, it'd be the people who don't who don't believe in Christianity that be the main ones that be oh you a minister? Let's go. Oh, they come for you. Oh. They and they've done their homework. They've done their homework, so they're prepared. And then we come, you know, to a gunfight with a knife, talking yeah. about, but you know, with a couple of scriptures. God hasn't given me the spirit of fear, but I'm scared right now. <laughs> I mean, but I also, You've got to be able to defend it. I also think that that's why uh, the Bible talks in the Old Testament about, like, uh, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You guys, are, and it's not necessarily going to seminary knowledge. Right. It's the actual getting into Studying the word of God, just yeah. getting into that word. Yeah. And, and even in 2020, I'm like, you know, I know everybody doesn't believe, everybody doesn't have the faith, but if it didn't teach us anything else, it took you. Now you don't have church. You ain't got the Sunday school teacher. You don't have the Bible. Now you've got to really study to show yourself approved. You've yeah. got to study that thing now. Let me tell you something. I was talking to someone else about this earlier, how if 2020 didn't show us anything, it proved to us that the church is not the physical building. It's you better say that. You better say that. And if we don't get that part together, because a lot, because you hear a lot of people saying like church is essential business, essential for who? In what capacity? Because right. I get it. There are a lot of churches that may have been losing the physical money of ties. When you're not physically present, and someone's not of course, of course. Like that, I get, I get it. But at the same token, it proved to the people who were consistent in delivering the content and, and ministry, the tools for the people who are always like these church folks. All they want to do is take your money. All it proved to them, or to right to them, was no, we're not even after your money. What we really want is to make sure that you like. Have you confessed that you know? Like, do you have a relationship? We want to make things. We don't want to make things easier for you, but we want to show you a route that could make dealing with the things that you're dealing with without him a lot easier to manage. That's why I so care. That's why I've been so careful on social media about the negative posting about the things that are going on, because we have to really be in a. I had put a post on my YouTube like whatsoever, whatsoever things are pure, lovely. Well, those are the things we needed to think on because if you allow it. That social media could really mess you up because the enemy knows what he's doing too. So I'm literally when I started seeing, and then of course with you know the the George you know, Floyd situation or all of this other stuff that was going on, that social media. So God is saying once again, all I keep hearing is seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things, all these things, because He wants us to seek Him first. We're running to social media, we're running to our friends during this whole time, and He's saying, seek me first. And everything is going to be added. I'll do all of this, but seek me first. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, I'm, that that scripture has been what I've been hearing every day. Seek me first. I got this. Or, you know, or if my people who are called by my name, we just need to humble ourselves and pray. Yeah. Yeah. He got this. He got this whole thing, but he waiting on us because he tired. He tired like we tired. He tired of us running to everything else but him. And unfortunately, a lot of us was running to the church building. When I found myself, when God took me out of church for a season, because I've been out for like a year now, yeah, God was showing me, you're doing more work in the church than you're doing the work of the church. Mm-hmm. When I went to a three-service uh, s- service and realized I hadn't sat in in any of the services because I was making sure everything else was okay, it's not, you know, it's not bad because you got to make sure the church is taken care of. But if that's what happens week after week, 
That's that's not what God was calling. So he said, I need to pull you out so you can spend time with me because you've lost that. You've been you've been doing busy work. That's that. Let me tell you why that's so important. Because people will get caught up in defending, and I think I said that in my sermon, or believing that because they've served in the church for a long time, a long period right. of time, that that will get them like a, a seat in the front. No, ma'am. Heaven. And that's that's a form of distraction. Serving in ministries without taking pause or taking breaks or taking time to really be refreshed. God is- called me for a sabbatical, and I was okay with it. A lot of um, other ministers questioned it. It wasn't. I said, first of all, you and you ain't had the conversation with me and God. I know what God said. And I had the best relationship with him in 2019. The one-on-one time that we had, my 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 daily devotion with him, I went on, I was fasting regularly all throughout 2019. And I was like, I don't know if you're preparing me to be a pastor, what, what, whatever you're doing. But I saw where it was taking me. He was building my faith. I was in social isolation and social distancing six months before this stuff happened. Yeah. He was telling me, shut it down. You're not talking to anybody. It's just me and you right now. Not and I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not saying it to be deep. It has been one of the strongest points of my spiritual walk that I've had in years with God. And it was because he had to push me, pull me back to refocus and to reset so that I can get my focus back on him. Cause it wasn't, I was doing busy work. And it, and you know, it hurts because I love, I love serving. I love serving. So I just, I still felt like God, I don't think he wasn't not, he wasn't like, I'm displeased, but he still was like, but I want you the same, you know, vigor and all the stuff that you're giving. I need that for me. Let's have, let, let, let you and I, he's a jealous God. Let me and you, I want me and you to have that time. So in order for him to get that from me, I'm not telling nobody to leave a church. Don't think that I'm saying that that's what he had to do with me. So I'm ready now. Is when when all this open back up, I'm ready. Cause I want to sit for somebody's church and play a tambourine. I'm ready. You just want to be dressed to go to church. I do. I do. <laughs> I want to be in my Sunday best. <laughs> but I, I, I completely agree with you. Like I, honestly, personally, for him, if the church don't ever, the, the physical buildings and, and these are conversations say I, so with my pastors. I'm like, if say so. Don't open up again. Cause I, what I've been doing, you know what I'm saying. On Sundays, when the Sunday services open up, I get my little whipped coffee. I just kind of roll out of bed. I Come on now. Hair done. I ain't got to put no lips. We ain't got to put no lip gloss on. We ain't got to. Make, I ain't got to be putting the eye, put my eyelashes. I ain't got to do none of that. And then don't get the glue ready. I ain't got to do none of that. And it's just me and God. Man, just, listen, listen, listening to a service or engaging in some sort of worship and getting the food ready at the same time. So, like, you know what I'm saying? When I was girl, and still be up in my house getting quickened and, and thank you, God. And I mean, literally, tears rolling down my face. And I'm like, that's all God wants is that relationship back. And I think a lot of us, even in the body of Christ, had lost that connection no, with God. No, doing busy work. Doing busy work. Mm. Doing busy work and being in that routine that religion, mm-hmm. we became religious and we lost the spirituality part of it. So people say, well, I'm spiritual and not religious. I have become spiritual. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in, in religion, but I've had to have that one-on-one. You know, ain't no higher being. His name is Jesus for me. Yeah. That's what he needed from me. And I tell folks, I, I have had, they're like, I can't believe you're still not at church, but I can and God can. And I'm still, I'm still, like you said, I was getting my sermons wherever I needed them, but he wanted that personal time. My, I mean, I don't like to fast, period. And I was in a routine of fasting. Like it was to the point I wasn't getting the headaches anymore. I wasn't questioning. Like I was looking forward to my fasting days 
because yeah. I was like, every time I get finished fasting, God was giving me something else. Yeah. And this just was taking care of me that whole, I was out of work for almost a year and God was still coming through. And I know it's because of me having that connection with him. Cause then I started trusting more. I wasn't worried about everything. I'm trying, I'm like, Lord, you got this. Like we can stay out another year. You let got me, this. Let me tell you how you spoke something in some life though. Um, you better get, you better. I, I didn't see the quicken though with it. No, 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 no. Cause I, cause I wasn't, I, I didn't think about it until just now. Uh, maybe you could have been, you could have been out for like six months. You had come to my house when you thought I was supposed to be at church. Yes. Yes. I remember that day. And, and you were supposed to be at church, and I thought I was just dropping something off. And I kept telling myself, and, and you you said, you mentioned that about the, you know, God providing even the midst, and I was like, ooh, well, you know, I'm so glad that he's doing it for you because he can't do it for me. I need a job. Right. <laughs> and your girl ain't got no job. Right. The Lord is coming through. Like, Come on now, like crazy, like crazy. I'm like, Lord, like... Can I stay out a little bit longer? Cause you've just been, he's, he's a provider. Oh, and, and, and a year ago, girl, a year ago, because I was so in, I wasn't in tune with him. I would have probably had a nervous breakdown. I'm gonna keep it 100 because I was so I was, I was ready for my check. I always knew where money's this time. I was like, I don't know where the money coming at. And it was girl, it would just be coming. Oh, Hey, I owe you money. Like when I would hear these testimony in church, people getting checks in the mail, that was never my testimony. That was, I'm like, well, Lord, how come I don't get random checks in the mail? <laughs> I tie. What, where my check at? And then God just started, I started doing, he said, I don't want you being caught feeling sorry for yourself. So I did. I started doing stuff like making t-shirts. I was already selling backpacks. And when I tell you, God was just providing. I never missed a, a mortgage payment. I still went on vacation. I pulled back on some things because God wanted me to use common sense. But I'm telling you, that that relationship adjustment made me trust God so much more than I had for 40 something years. I had that, that one period, that one year transitioned my entire level of trust and faith in God. And, it had, and I've been in ministry a long time. It had osmo osmosis effect and it affected me when I asked God to leave yeah, me alone. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see what you I see what you're doing for her. I'm really happy. I'm glad that she has peace, Lord. But for but me, what what about me, Lord? I won't be selfish, but Lord, what about me? <laughs> Check on your girl. <laughs> but also give me, let me have my job. <laughs> right, right. And that's that's what I said. God was going to provide. I'm like God, you and you was like, I'm just trying. I said, you just got to trust them. I know it sounds crazy. You got to trust them. You said it. You said it. Now it's like, well, I, I like to trust with a little bit of. I like to trust with money coming in. It'd be even better every every weekly, weekly, and bi-weekly. I'll take, but it would be nice. No, but and God has not you know, let you down. Hey, no, because every and I literally when I thought about you about asking you to come on the podcast, I was just thinking to my friends, I'm like, hey, who I know, who I know. Oh, if Helen come on, it's gonna be really funny, yada yada yada. But it's really, it's really low key, high key ministering to me, just like kind of in my mouth. Amen. Amen. Like, and you to me as well. Um, you know, you're, you're my sister, and we we and we don't have to talk every single day, but when we do talk, it's always it's always effective and helpful and important. Right. Right. And seasonal and on time. Because I was probably having a silly moment when I came over to your house. I was feeling really down. I was feeling really bad. <laughs> and I came to your house <laughs> and you saw about me that day and we just ministered to one another. Yeah. So even if you don't feel like that way, I left there feeling better. Yeah. You know, because even though, you know, you're going through that faith walk, you still got your days like, all right, now, um, <laughs> that, that bill due tomorrow. Like taxes was still due on the house during that whole season. And I'm telling you, God was just coming through. 
And he was placing, that's why he put me in period of isolation because he was yeah. placing people around me who could encourage, who wouldn't be like, girl, you can't find no job. You got a nurse, you got 13 degrees. Why can't you? People didn't get it. They didn't understand it. And so God was like, and that's why I don't want you running to them. Right. Seek me first. Yeah. Yeah. I got this. And he's had it and he's still got it. Because even during, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, child, please, God been showing up. You, you would think that it wasn't nothing going on because he's been taking care. For you and for me, bro. For you and for Real me. Real talk. I just hear the people in my family opening doors. Like I'm not even I don't hear it for anything. I hear it. The girl came in here like stomping around like sis. It the there's a she ain't even, even peeked to see who you was talking to because you know she be being shady to me like she don't feel like being bothered. <laughs> you know she knows it too. Yeah. But um okay, so here's one of my last questions because our questions kind of go on and on. But um what do you think are some challenges you experience as being a woman in ministry? Um, early on, there was, there were churches that just didn't allow females to preach. Um, I guess I, you know, I'm a seventies baby. So we were a little bit more rebellious. So I was okay with makeup. I was okay with pants. And then, you know, you go to certain churches and they ain't okay with that. Um, I got upset because one time I was asked to preach on the floor, but they let the men preach up in the pulpit, but the women had to, and they kept referring to me as evangelists. Um, even later on in my ministry, I noticed some pastors would refer to the women as sister, sister Helen, but the men were always minister, elder, doctor. And um, yeah, <laughs> fix your face. And I'm talking very <laughs> like recently. Because the girl would have got out all, right on the stage. And I called somebody out on I was like, do you know that you do that? And they were like, no, I don't. I was like, go back and look at the recording. You always refer to me. And I'm like, I'm not caught up in the title, but just be consistent. We all going to be sister and brother. You ain't going to just call the men. So that probably was some of the challenges, but I've just had to overcome it because when God gives us a word and and you and I've seen it on you, when we get up to preach, folks at that point, they don't, men and women going to tell you, they don't see it. you spoke to me, you preached to me. Yeah. And it's going to be some people that's just old school. They're still old school. People just don't believe in female preachers, but I've had more older people who have come to me and say, I love when you preach or I love to hear you preach or I'm going to ask my pastor to bring you to my church. And, and they've said, and I've never believed in female preachers. So the, the challenges are still there. <laughs> Who is that? It's you hear it now. Too. I don't. Tabitha ain't doing nothing. Leave her alone. No. Hold on. Wait. Tabitha. She's real extra. Please get out of the go. Oh, I hear it now. Every every single time the girl knows what I'm doing. She's like, now yeah, the saying ain't nothing but you. You're getting your you get your whole personality in a tiny little person. That's you. That's you all day long. You getting it all back. I know your mama's smiling <laughs> and laughing. Yeah, just give me one minute and we're gonna have we have we'll have some time together, okay? You know how daddy says? Do you know that Why I'm don't on? you spend more time with my mom? Oh. Hey Tabitha. Can you say hi? Hi. Do you know that I'm recording? <laughs> Can you go in your room? And I'll <laughs> she like, whatever. She don't care. She don't care. That's you. That's you. That's it. That is your twin. <laughs> no. Because you can't be quiet. You, are you quiet now? <laughs> I'm almost done. I really am almost done. We almost done, Tabitha. We went over a little bit. But mommy going to cut and slice it. She going to take out. You're going to get 112 up off of it. I'm going to cut and slice 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 it. I'm
want it because wow. it's so good to me. <laughs> I can't. No, okay. Well, since the kid is rushing me, I, she because she refuses to leave. So mothers need to spend time with their children. Boy, listen, listen, what I say. Here goes Tim. Tim. <laughs> hey, Tim. Hey, what's going on? It's a whole hey, bro. that says recording in progress. They don't look. They think, because they think, man, you just having a conversation like we on a little Skype right now because I ain't seen my family in a minute. <laughs> okay. I'm almost done. You need to wrap this up so you can have time with the family. Fine. Okay. So, um, dang, I don't even know what I, this is. None of this was organized the way I want. No, you asked me at the end what were some of my challenges. That no, was the last question. What asked. are your advice? Give us some tidbits, some advice for women specifically, because I don't want to talk about me, but women specifically about uh, being in ministry. What are some of your so I, I would tell women, if you know that you're called, you can't let anybody, nobody can block what God has called you to do because you are going to come against the obstacle. I think early on in my ministry, I felt like women felt they had to be hard or mean or overly aggressive in the pulpit to, to prove I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Just be what God called you to be. Like if you if you meek and mild in the pulpit, that's who you are. Don't try to feel like you got to hoop and holla and, and give head all the vibrato up there. That's not how God called you. Be yourself. Mm. Like I, I have not I preached the same style 20 years later because it's what God has given me. So I'm gonna preach with humor. I'm gonna preach it. I'm gonna preach about things that are real in the world. Um, I'm not and I'm gonna stay if I'm a man like me and you both talked about, it. I'm gonna bring my manuscript, every note. You're going to get everything I had to study. <laughs> so don't try to change to be anything that you're not just to prove something to somebody else. God will be, you'll be more effective in your ministry if you do it the way God only made you to do it the way he got you doing it. Mm. And of course we have role models. You know, I, you know, I love me some Jackie McCollins and I love my, you know, I love old school ones. I still love a Juanita Bynum every now and then, but I can't be them. I can only be Helen Lawrence. That's it. Mm. That's it. That's a whole word. That's a whole word. Won't he do it? Now, if they can find you, if they can find you, if they can find you. I am the gingerbread man. You can catch me if you can. <laughs> hey, catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. You, I can be found on IG at Hey Helen L, because somebody else got Hey Helen. Everything else is Hey Helen. H-E-Y-Y-Y on YouTube, H-E-Y-Y-Y on Facebook. Instagram, there's an L, and, and Twitter, don't even go on there, because I think I got three posts. That's where you can find me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just, I can't get with the tweets. I can't get with it. I can't stay. I, and y'all on that Snapchat and all that, that's when I start sounding like an old woman. Y'all be on that snapping and chatting and ticking and talking. <laughs> Let me stay on the old folk Facebook. I ain't never been to Facebook jail. And every now and then, I pop up on Instagram. She's so funny. And please indulge in her reading. It's on Amazon, and it can be also be purchased at heyhelenhyyy.com. And I'm not saying this for nothing. I actually read this front to cover. That book is real. Like, it's real situations that, you know, not, you know, it, it's it's actually me telling stories, but it's, it's stuff from me, me having conversations with people. Those stories came out of just being in church all my life. It's a lot that happens in hurt. Church hurt is real. All my life. All my life, I had to fight, but I know there is a God. Oh! Pass them peas right now. <laughs> love you with everything in me, and ain't nothing you can do about it. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank so you for this opportunity. I can't wait to look at it because I'm going to critique the mess out of it in October. Uh -huh.
I'm gonna be like, oh my god, double chin. Oh my god, why do I look sleepy? Okay, oh so what god, I, I should have had a ring light. <laughs> I was gonna do is send it to you before, but I'm not. I'm, you'll just see it whenever. Because uh, I'm gonna be like, please do not post that. <laughs> I'm gonna pause it real quick. I know you guys enjoyed this because I enjoyed recording it. Uh, <laughs> y'all be sure that you um, uh, follow Helen on HeyHelen.com. It's hey, it's hey three wise. Um, and if you haven't done so already, like, share, subscribe, and tell the whole wide world that they can find Can I Be Honest right here, please. Um, and thank you so much for your support. Um, yeah, so I think we've talked enough. Mm -hmm. So bye-bye.